All right, here's the new Bud Light ad. This is amazing. Apparently, if you didn't like their previous advertising, you like to go to country concerts like a redneck and drink their beer. This is going to appeal to you, just like the last All-American ad that they tried to push. Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't appeal to people because if you take a look at the time we recorded this, there's below 400 likes on it and uh, 20,000 dislikes. So that might explain why their sales are down 26.1% this year. Holy crap. Bad advertising doesn't do well for a brand. Turns out boycotts work. Hey, you want a bed light? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God, my nail. What the f*** is happening? Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm host James Masson. Tried to forgive the audio in the background. I do not currently have the house to myself today, so, you know. It is what it is. So we got three articles to get into today. It's all about a Budweiser, Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch update slash the inward collapse. Again, we have some serious topics to get into today that are kind of downer. So I wanna, I wanna start off with the more haha stories. Let's, let's go here. So we're to start with this one. Well, you know what? Let's actually go right here to Baron. Baron is a apparently like a bar and liquor type uh, outlet. But I want to just focus here because I'm not paying to read an entire article, you know what I mean? Bud Light sales fall 26% as transgender backlash worsens. The Del Mulvaney controversy continues to hurt Bud Light, and we will elaborate more on this. Now, before we get into the newer news, let's look at something we missed out on. Bud Light puts second marketing exec on leave amid anti-trans hysteria report. Now, this is the Daily Beast. Daily Beast is the most butt-wipiest of leftist rags, but we are going to enjoy salt. Article by A.J. McDougall, breaking news reporter. Let's continue on, shall we? A pair of marketing executives who oversaw Bud Light's collaboration with transgender... <laughs> Uh, influencer Dylan Mulvaney, were placed on leave by the brand's parent company after the campaign drew significant rate, uh, right-wing backlash, according to the Wall Street Journal. Now, it's not fair to say right-wing backlash, because we've seen this it, even in, in gay communities like San Francisco, for example. The backlash is wide, because here's why. You have people who, for all, let's just for sake of argument, say they're trans, right? Let's for sake of argument, spare us some time here who see Dylan Mulvaney as mocking them. Because people with the DSM-5 diagnosis of, of gender dysphoria and body dysphoria want to hide these things. Meanwhile, Dylan Mulvaney parades a bulge around, parades a 5 o'clock shadow around, shows off these masculine characteristics that people with the actual DSM-5 diagnosis would do everything they could to hide from everybody else. Dylan seems to want everybody to embrace it, which, again... It doesn't fall in line with the actual trans community. And Gays Against Groomer, which is the other half of, of that community, which is like the non-groomer side of the LGB. They don't really have a T. But anyway, they're that side, you know, and, and they've already been against this. Then you got average beer drinkers, you know, just regular average day Joes who don't give a fuck about politics who are now seeing this and hearing about it. 
and you got some normal dude hanging out with his friends. You know, they're enjoying the memes, and they go to get a beer. Homie reaches for a, a six-pack of Bud Light. He's going to get called gay. He's going to get made fun of and be like, oh, you know, I don't want these. I'm going to grab a yingling instead. You know, it's like, like it, it's not just to say right-wing boycott. No, it is everywhere. I know people who are not really political who don't really care about the, the backlash, but they don't want to get picked on and be called gay, so they're not drinking Bud Light right now. And I say right now because I'm sure they'll go back to it when everything kind of dies down, but this seems to be have a lasting impact. Just want to say right now, like, the, the just the right-wing thing? Mm, sorry, bud. That's a cope. Anyway, according to the Wall Street Journal, after the controversy ballooned into calls for a boycott, it was reported on Saturday that Alyssa Heinerschid, Bud Light's vice president of marketing would be taking a leave of absence, and Anheuser-Busch spokesperson confirmed to the journal, saying Heinerschid had, quote, decided, <laughs> decided to take a leave of absence, which we support. Okay, good riddance. The spokeswoman added that Heinerschid's boss, Daniel Blake, and similar had similarly decided to leave, but sources familiar with the matter told the newspaper that their decision hadn't been voluntary. It is not immediately clear how long Heinerschied and Blake will be on leave, probably permanently. But just the thing, before you celebrate, yay, they got fired, blah, blah, blah. There are just as many woke ESG companies that are desperate to hire these fucks. So you will, we, we will probably be talking about these fools again in the future. Because I'm a tainted product, nobody wants to buy me out. Uh, had similarly decided to leave, but wasn't voluntary. Blake would be on leave. Another executive was named to Hanashid's role, but a replacement was not announced for Blake. Yikes. Now let's hop over here. So how is this affecting the local mom-and-pop side of things? Well, let's find out. Indiana Bar backtracks on vow to toss pardons or uh, patrons who criticize Bud Light. Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, shouldn't be and Dylan Mulvaney. TLDR. This bar said, if you have an issue with Bud Light, we're going to kick you out, bigot. And then they lost all their business. They went as woke as you could go to the point where it was like, oh, no. Something Tim Dillon learned the hard way when Tim Dillon was like, oh, you, for you, those of you who don't know, he's a very unfunny stand comedian who, for a brief period of time, his whole shtick was being a gay conservative who had, like, a, a black pill sense of humor. Not really my thing. Now, it has nothing to do with his uh, bad sense of humor. But, but, he said, oh, you know, vaccine mandates are, are, are bullshit, and anybody who performs there is a sellout, only for a few months later for him to say, oh, I'm only doing vaccine-mandated venues, but I'm not going to get vaccinated. And then he had the. Then he got mad when he showed up and realized, oh, why is no one here to see me? Because the people who complied with the mandate, a, aren't likely to be your fans because of the gay, because of the conservative thing more specifically. And b, again, you're a conservative. You mock the vaccine and you're not vaccinated. So these people on the left who are vaccinated don't want to come see you. Meanwhile, those on the right feel alienated by you if they were your fans. So you only had like 25% of the regular crowd. So he only had like 25% of the regular crowd that showed up to see him. And he threw a big bitch fit about it. Like, I instantly quit enjoying uh, like uh, uh, Tim Dillon content immediately after that. Same thing with a bunch of other bands who were like, oh, well, I'm only going to do vaccine-mandated things. I also got to Jim Brewer and found out Jim Brewer is fucking hilarious. But this bar said, if you criticize Bud Light, a major, this, this bar, right? If you criticize a billion-dollar company, you're out, man. 
you bigot. How dare you criticize big, big beer, big, big sud. Fucking cuck. By Yaron Steinbusch. I wonder what your politics are. May 1st, 2023. Let's get on to it. Oh, oh, right here. Dylan Mulvaney addresses social media fans for the first time since loud bug light, bud light controversy. It's day 9,610 of being a human. A human? We're not a woman anymore? And I'm going to try to leave gender out of this since that's how we found ourselves here. I've been offline for a few weeks and a lot has been said about me. Some of which is so far from my truth that I was like hearing my name and I didn't... Your truth, but not the truth, not reality. And look at the fucking mustache you got going on here. Even know who they were talking about sometimes. It's a very disassociative feeling. You should be familiar. It was so loud that I didn't even feel part of the conversation. So I decided to take the back seat and just let them tucker themselves out. Sure, you like the back seat. But then I remembered that nearly 13 million people at some point enjoyed me enough to hit the follow button on these apps. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I want to talk to those people. So hi, long time no talk. How are you? Um, you might want to grab a beverage. This is going to be a longer one. But uh, I'm doing okay. And <laughs> I'm trying this new thing where I don't pressure myself to share anything before I'm ready. And I'm actually sitting with my emotions, you know, not reacting, waiting to respond. And shockingly, I can't recommend it more. Like, it, therapy is paying off here, people. But I do have some thoughts to share with you. So I've been having crazy deja vu because I'm an adult, I'm 26, and throughout childhood I was called too feminine and over the top. And here I am now being called all those same things, but this time it's from other adults. And if they're going to accuse me of anything, it should be that I'm a theater person and that I'm camp. But this is just my personality and it always has been. What I'm struggling with most is that I grew up in a conservative family and I'm extremely privileged because... I'm sure your father is just so proud of you. Can we... Does anyone know if the dad has made any public statements about the path Dylan's gone down? Because, oh my god, the absolute lull cow this has. Like, I'm waiting for the Kiwi Farms article about this guy. And furthermore, Dylan, you know, we covered this pretty closely. Right before the backlash kicked off, uh, Dylan Mulvaney did some very interesting interviews where Dylan talked about how lonely Dylan was, how no one wanted to date him or kiss him, how everybody found him kind of freaky to look at, how all these people that were very close to him as soon as he started this trans thing pulled away and vanished from his life. How a lot of figures in the trans community and in the LGBTQ community refuse to have anything to do with him because they don't take him seriously. This whole big, like, I'm literally all alone. This big, sad boohoo. So I'll leave a link to that in the description below. Dylan Mulvaney is alone and his personal life is in shambles while new non-woke beer hits the market. And yeah, ultra-right beer has... Uh, it's not like many hundreds of millions, but it's got a few million dollars worth of pre-orders before it's even rolled out. So that's awesome actually it should be rolling out by now that being said i'll leave a link to this article and this episode below so just keep in mind dylan mulvaney's in here being like i have recovered i have so many people and my you know i'm upsetting my emotions i worry genuinely about dylan mulvaney. that's the whole reason i did that episode originally about that article because it's like this person's receiving all this and we talked about it in the very early days of this backlash and it was like look 
I think Bill Mulvaney, I don't know, I think they're genuinely a bad fucking person. They targeted kids and they have no moral issue. Also, doesn't doesn't it kind of look like Ben Shapiro and Brett Cooper? Like if the filter wasn't fully working? Anyway, Bill Mulvaney never saw any issue targeting smoking, drinking, gambling, uh, body mutilation, and gender dysphoria to children. There was never any issue or concern with that. And Dylan knew, has known for a long time, what his audience is, how old they are, and what they range from, and openly sold alcohol and advertised it to children. Same thing with smoking. Like, we look back, and look, let's say you think Dylan Mulvaney is perfectly fine to be around with children. Fine. Let's go with that delusion. Now, we look back at the Flintstones and Shirley Temple and all these other old IPs, right, that sold kids cigarettes. And we're like, that's horrible. We can't believe they did that. But we still think Shirley Temple and the Flintstones are child-friendly. We, 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 we do. They're, they're still f- frequently seen on TV, you know, used in advertisements, so on and so forth. So let's that's the argument there, right? Well, we sit here and we condemn these old shows and cartoons for the behavior of a current child entertainer. So let's keep... Let, let, we don't even need to sit here and play political lines to find the problem here. It should be pretty straightforward, and if you have if you have no problem with this person peddling alcohol and smoking to children, you have problems. Now me, I have a plethora of other problems, uh, promoting a fucking delusional lifestyle to children, telling kids that if you go down this path, everything's gonna be great, it's gonna be wonderful, it's gonna be hunky dory. When no, it's not. Dylan Mulvaney is cripplingly alone, depressed, and manic. Read the article. I'll link below. So, I have, I have a slew of problems with Dylan Mulvaney. So, I just wanted to throw in some context here, because I'm like, yeah, Dylan, yeah, you great, you got your support there, and you were raised in a Christian family. And, yeah, again, of the Christian family backed away only because Dylan was lashing out at him. Again, read the article. They still love me very much, and I grew up in the church, and I still have my faith, which I am really trying to hold on to right now. Yeah, as a Lutheran, I'm ashamed probably but you're one of us. But I've tried to love everyone, you know, even the people that make it really, really hard. And I think it's okay to be frustrated with someone or confused. But what I'm struggling to understand is the need to dehumanize and to be cruel. I just, I don't think that's right. You know, dehumanization has never fixed anything in history, ever. People and, saying you're not you know, trying to I'm embarrassed to even tell you this, but I was nervous that you were going to start believing those things that they were saying about me since it is so loud. But I'm just going to go ahead and trust that the people who know me and my heart won't listen to that noise. What I'm interested in is getting back to making people laugh and to never stop learning. And going forward, I want to share parts of myself on here that have nothing to do with my identity. And I'm hoping those parts will still be exciting to you and will be enough. And to those of you who support me and choose to see my humanity, even if you don't fully understand or relate to me, thank you. And I don't know if reincarnation is a thing, but in my next life, I would love to be someone non-confrontational and uncontroversial. God, that sounds nice. The good news is that the people pleaser in me has nearly died because there's clearly no way of winning over everyone. True. But if you're still around, I am too. And I love ya. And I hope you're having a great week. And I missed you. Okay, talk soon. Love. 
Okay, so look. I worry about Dylan Mulvaney's safety because with the inner circle thing and everyone pulling away from Dylan, Dylan having a hard time finding anybody to date or to take him seriously or to actually open up to or trust because there's an element of like, is this person going to snitch on me? Is this person going to record this conversation? Like, there's a lot of paranoia Dylan talks about having. Read this article. It's a bit of a, it's a, it's a very long fucking article, but it's a, it's a good one. Or if you want, you can watch my episode about it. Give me the clicks and the views. Love you. Uh, in you know, a platonic way, not in a creepy Dylan kind of way. But if Dylan's target audience was adults, and Dylan was only appealing to adults, and Dylan never never pushed any uh, drinking or any smoking on the kids, never tried to glamorize the trans lifestyle, so on and so forth, I wouldn't really have as big of a problem. Again, transgenderism is a sign of Western decay. It's also, you know, it's a mental illness. Transgendered people are not real, but their mental illnesses and the effects on society are very real. The human is absolutely real, and all too t- all too often it's easy for people to be like, oh, well, you're saying I'm not trans, you're dehumanizing. No, I'm humanizing you. If I was to sit here and play along with your self-destructive, you know, machinations and make-believe or a little reality you live in, then I would be removing your humanity. I would be removing your humanity if I was to say, oh yeah, you are totally the opposite gender that you were born as. Because I'm giving you the ability to just on a whim change biology. Change the ability to change what words fucking mean. I'm granting you an authority that only one being, if you can even sum them up as a being, has. I can't play that game. Second off, I don't care if somebody is over the age of 18 and they choose to chop their tits off or chop their dick off. That's their choice. That's their prerogative. But it's when you advertise it towards children. It's when you go to the White House and you tell Biden, like like Mulvaney did, that you need to pass legislation to protect the, the affirmation, affirming surgeries for kids. Which, again, they say, you know, gender-affirming surgery, it's child-gender sex change or child-gender reassignment surgery. You call it what it fucking is. You know, it, it's going to get ears perked up one way or another. I say child mutilation. But if I'm talking to somebody on the out in the wild, I, I do say child sex change. It gets a different impact. If I say child mutilation, it's a, <laughs> yeah, right, bud, uh-huh. You getting that from Alex Jones? That's like, okay, is that the best you got? You getting your facts from Rachel Maddow? I said that once. Someone told me, like, yeah, real news. I'm like, you know, legally she's not. So I, uh, I say, I mean, I'm just not down for the child sex changes. And it's... You know, it's like, a, oh, what? Who's trying to pass that? It's like, oh, shit, man. Here's a here's a list. Oh, hold on. Let me pause it. All these pass. You know, people like Stacey Abrams push it, for example. That's where my problem with Dylan Mulvaney and the trans community comes in. It's when you push it on kids and you try to force the whole world to play along against its will with your little make-believe game. I do the first name thing. There is no situations where I ha- where I've ever referred to somebody by their pronouns, and I refuse to. You have a name, I'll fucking use it. And you're gonna be like, well, they, them is a pronoun. It's not, it's not. No amount of you sabotaging and hijacking will ever change the fact that it's not. And by saying they, them, I'm gonna call you a schizo because you're referring to yourself in multiple tenses. So I'm gonna call you a schizo. Be mad. Seethe. Rage. Rah. But let's get into this article, shall we? Cool, already read all that. Okay. An Indiana bar that promised to kick out patrons who criticized Bud Light's partnership with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney is pleading with customers to return. The Fairfax, oh, Virginia, oh, Virginia. See, I love going through West Virginia mainly because the areas where it is blue 
it's so retarded. In the areas where it's red, it's the best. Because it's just like MAGA flags up on trees, up on fence posts. Like, you know, I'm usually driving through, like, the mountain areas. Full fucking context here. Because I'm going through, I'm going to South Carolina, D.C., Jersey, you know, I'm going wherever. I've never really had to stop too much in uh, West Virginia or Virginia. Um, outside of the time I was with the Freedom Convoy and I was documenting them and recording interviewing people. Then I was on that side, side of the country a lot more. And Martinsburg. I believe Martinsburg, West Virginia. Beautiful fucking town. I adore that town. Love it. But Fairfax is such a fucked chunk of the country. And Grill in blooming... Uh, in Bloomington drew shift backlash when it declared that those who were against the controversial partnership weren't welcome. Bigots not welcomed. Who? Well, because we're leaving Fairfax. West Virginia is like the second or third most Trump supporting state in the country. And your whole and you're gonna be like, get on my get on my bar if you don't like him. Damn, a bunch of little red baseball cab wearing people all of a sudden quit coming in, didn't they? Now the local watering hole has done a 180, insisting that, quote, different opinions are welcomed too late. I hope, I, I hate to say it, man, but you've played the game. I hope you reap real bad consequences for it. I hope you don't go out of business or anything, but I hope, I, I hope the strain hits hard. Especially right now, you know, in this economy with this inflation, and it's harder and harder every day to run a country. As more and more families try to figure out, do I put gas in the car to get to work, or... Do I get my kids food and skip eating? You know, like, like these questions are starting to come up more and more in everyday average American households. And this bar, knowing everything is going up, knowing the inflation is going up, knowing the economy is in the fucking gutter, they decide to literally shoot themselves in the foot and then beg people to come back. You better issue a full-fledged fucking apology and saying, well, we, we want a diversity of opinions here, man, isn't going to cut it. You need to write a full-fledged statement. Because here's the thing, cancel culture driven a couple of years ago when it was like, oh, this person said a mean tweet 10 years ago, get rid of them. It wasn't righteous. No, no, that's not okay. Cancel culture is not okay. This is one of those righteous indignation type of deals where you told a whole group of people, go fuck yourself. And people are like, all right, peace, go to another bar. And they're like, wait, why are you leaving? Come back. And I'm sitting there laughing because you told them to leave and they did. Now you're mad about it. And I'm promoting cancel culture? Nah, motherfucker. You canceled yourself. Just like Bud Light did. I'm not going to sit back here and be like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. The right has its cancel culture moments, but it's not the right going out there and buying books and burning them. It's not the right going out there and, and, you know, doxing individuals and blah, 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 blah. At least not on average. I'm sure there's outliers for every fucking group. There always is that that, that one out of ten that breaks the norm. I understand that, and I fully address their existence, but... Come on. Come 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 on now. 1-800. Come on now. You need to issue a full-throated apology. Wink. Quote, What I really want to convey is that just be respectful after you told people if you disagree with Bud Light and, and Dylan Mulvaney, get out! Right. No. No. No, we don't. You set the standard. Reap the fucking benefits. As long as long as they are here delivered respectfully, owner McKinley uh, McKinley Minefield said, "Ah, uh, where's my cup? Women. <laughs> this is an emotionally driven moment." Said in a Facebook post to clarify, "Oh, his stance. Oh, buddy, was it that Soylent that got to you? His stance Friday following the backlash. Quote: We no more want." 
We'd no more want ugly, aggressive, or rude interactions about which sports team someone thinks is better than about societal issues, Myfield added. Quote, we do not and will not censor opinions, but we do require civility in this establishment. Yeah, I, I, I hope the fucking backlash is, is swift on this one. Because here's the issue. How did this come up? Because I know when I've been to the bar since the Dylan Mulvaney thing started, and you know what's not come up? Dylan Mulvaney. At all. There's Bud Light signs up everywhere. There's also, also Miller and Yingling signs. It's, it's a bar. I expect them to have a little bit of everything. <gasps> oh, so sorry. So I go in there, and it never comes up. I haven't heard anybody really talking to me about it. Like, in my circle, yes, but I haven't had any randos talk about it. I haven't heard anyone talking about it. So I have to ask, did this bar push it? Did this bar talk about it? Did this What what was going on to the point where this was such an issue that this bar had to issue a public statement telling people who had an issue with the controversy to go fuck off? And then complain because most of their bar patrons left. You know? In another statement on social media, which has since been deleted, the Fairfax Bar and Grill apparently admitted it was suffering from losing clientele as a result of the fallout. Good. Fuck around. Find out. Quote, With the departure of some of our regulars, we have needed new clientele. And you have answered. I'm not going to lie. We still need more of you right now, the establishment wrote, according to Fox News. The bar's turnaround comes just weeks after it sparked anger by vowing to toss out revelers who, quote, voiced their concerns about the issue, quote. Again, I imagine you had to incite these conversations, or someone had to. Uh, I will say, West Virginia is a particularly politically charged state, too. You know, well, you have you have the handful of people who just don't care, but there is a lot more political dialogue in, those, in, in that state, I've noticed. But then again, I've only been there during political upheaval. Um, quote, we, we are tired of all the hate. We are very open to debate and discussion, but it's truly a shame that we can't have open conversations about important political and cultural topics, it said in a Facebook post. Yeah, we're complaining considering you're kicking people out for talking about it. That has since been deleted, but not before it was shared widely on social media. Good. Quote, unfortunately, due to all the bigotry and hatred, there it is, there, there, there's the buzzwords, that has surfaced around the Bud Light controversy, any patron wanting to voice their concerns about the issue will be immediately asked to pay their bill and leave our establishment. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? If I had a tab going and I didn't, I wasn't being disrespectful, you know, there was a conversation going on, I was like, yeah, I, I disagree, I don't think Bud Light should have done the Dylan Laney partnership. And if I'm being respectful about it, and the bar says, sir, you have to pay your bill and leave, I'm like, no, I'm just gonna leave. Bye. Fuck you, I'm out. Sir, you have to pay your tab. No, I don't. I didn't do nothing wrong, you're just kicking me out. I'm not paying. Go fuck yourself. You're also not getting tipped because I'm not paying. If they want to call the cops, feel free to go ahead, I'll have that conversation later on. I've done it before. Again, I live in the Maho area. So between bars, not really in Toledo, but I've had some I've had some interesting conversations with barkeeps in, in Toledo. But let's say Ann Arbor, Detroit, Lansing, these areas, right? Bro, I've worn a MAGA hat into bars. I've also worn a Hawaiian shirt into bars. No correlation. But you know, I, I I just enjoy Hawaiian shirts. I'm a fat guy. I'm a big boy with a big beard. You know, Hawaiian shirts are comfortable. You ever watch an old 90s movie? It's a stereotype. I'm also made in Hawaii. So, you know, I like Hawaiian shirts. Fuck off. I don't need any affiliation. I'm not a fed. I just like to wear Hawaiian shirts and like guns. All the guns I've lost in boating accidents. 
R.I.P. Now, um, give me one second. Is it recording? Oh, okay, yeah, weird. Sorry. Uh, my computer's acting up a little bit. Anyway, so, you know, I've been kicked out of bars for no reason other than just wearing a MAGA hat. Or wearing, like, a political shirt or, or something where they're like, sir, you need to leave. It's like, alright, peace. And they've demanded that I pay my bill, and I've been like, no. If I haven't done anything wrong, you're asking me to leave. Why should I be paying my bill? You clearly didn't want my business. Fuck you. And I don't even finish the beer either. I just leave it as it is. If I just took one or two sips out of it, I don't care. I'm not paying for it. I'm out. If I drink the whole thing, I'm still out. Fuck you. Throw a fit, call the cops, whatever. By the time the cops get there, I'm gone. I've already walked off. And that's just kind of how I handle that situation. You know, I'm not telling anybody to do anything. And if it's illegal, I mean, I allegedly do this. But, no, you, you can't tell a group of people, well, if you don't like it, fuck you. And then say, we encourage a debate and open-mindedness here. Because the two statements don't don't work well now, do they? Because in your one statement, you're like, we don't want revelers here starting arguments. And then it's like, on this one, you, you say, you call them big, you call it bigotry and hatred from these people. When, it's, when you refer to them in this context, you, you call it bigotry and hatred when it says voicing their concerns about the issue. And I have to ask you, why are they going to their bar, into your bar and voicing your concerns? Are you promoting it? Are there pride flags up in your bar? Like, what happened? I can only imagine the bar did something. But yeah, I wouldn't pay. I'd just walk out that bitch. Fuck you. I'm not paying. The Bud Light brouhaha erupted when the company sent Mulvaney 26 especially made cans featuring his face to help promote its March Madness contest. Which, again, why? What about Dylan Mulvaney had to do with March Madness to the point where Dylan Mulvaney only insulted the, the fucking basketball-going audience? The beer maker defended the partnership, but later issued a half-hearted apology, it didn't apology at all, to its loyal customers after it suffered a massive sales hit. Minifield last week told Newsweek that his bar is, in quote, a blue dot inside a very red state. I won't tolerate hate speech. <laughs> There's a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate, homie. And I think that's where I draw the line as a human. As a business owner, he told the outlet, yeah, I will make a point to avoid your bar at all costs. Because I'm probably going to end up out there at some point this year or next year. Quote, I'm 100% open to debate and offering a place where people can do an exchange of ideas. I think it's really important that we keep these public spaces and bars. These places where people can come in and have a beer and sit next to somebody and share a beer with somebody they maybe don't agree with or see eye to eye, eye with, he added. Yeah, uh, heads up, homie. It's kind of the same fucking thing. You don't need to say, sit down with somebody they maybe don't agree with or see to eye to eye with. It's the same thing. You're redundantly redundant. Are there any comments? There are no comments. Yeah, that's kind of an update here about the continued backlash. That being said, we'll document this. There's probably going to be an update later on about this. We've got one more article to get into before we get into the more serious downer topics we want to talk about today about the government centralizing the you know starting to centralize and round up all the banks in the one big government owned entity so they can put a one world currency on the american people but that being said this has been in such four walls i've been your host james madison don't fall for any of the narratives and i shall catch you guys next time dose <sighs> so many options oh <laughs> yeah I don't really let the politics affect me. I, you know, I've been drinking it my whole life. It hasn't changed me, so. That makes sense. Yeah.